I invite you to join me in Psalm 35. Psalm 35. I've really enjoyed our Wednesday study through the Psalms. In fact, it seems that every week I have a new favorite psalm. It's hard to spend time in a psalm studying that psalm and not grow to love that psalm. And Psalm 35, just like every other week, is a new favorite psalm of mine. As we come to Psalm 35, it's an individual lament, a psalm of David. But what's unique about Psalm 35, what makes it stand out against the other psalms of lament, is that Psalm 35 is a cycle. It's not just a psalm where David pours out his his lament before the Lord. He questions, where are you, God? What are you doing? And then he takes a breath. And he says, but God is good. He refocuses. That's often the pattern that we see in lament psalms. But in Psalm 35, we see that happen three times. It's a cycle. He starts out bringing his request to the Lord in verses 1 to 8. And then in verses 9 to 10, he rejoices in the Lord. And then again, In verses 11 to 17, he pours out his request to the Lord. And then verse 18, he rejoices. And then a third time, David's plea in verses 19 to 26. And then the very end, verses 27 to 28, once again, he rejoices. I think one of the things that you'll notice as we work our way through Psalm 35 is that faith is a constant choice to keep trusting. So often when we come to a lament psalm or we come to to, to one of these psalms where David is pouring out his heart to God, we we come away with the idea that, that David's poured out his heart, he's turned in faith to God, now he's good. He's good to go. Forever. He's turned to God in faith, and yet that's not the experience that we have in real life. The experiences that we have in real life is much more like Psalm 35. It's a cycle. It's a cycle of choosing to faith, choosing to have faith in God, and then struggling. And then going through a difficult time. And then then choosing to have faith in God, and then struggling. And then choosing to have faith. That's one of the reasons I've grown to love this psalm is because I identify with David here. As he continually returns to God. Join me, if you will, in Psalm 35 as we read these 28 verses. Plead my cause, O Lord, with those who strive with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for my help. Also, draw out the spear. Stop those who pursue me. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. Let those be put to shame and brought to dishonor who seek after my life. Let those be turned back and brought to confusion who plot my my hurt. Let them be like chaff before the wind. Let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery and let the angel of the Lord pursue them. For without cause they've hidden their net for me in a pit, which they have dug without cause for my life. Let destruction come upon him unexpectedly. And let his net that he has hidden catch himself. And to that very destruction let him fall. 
And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. All my bones shall say, Lord, who is like you, delivering the poor from him who is too strong for him. It's the poor and the needy from him who plunders him. Fierce witnesses rise up. They ask me things that I do not know. They reward me evil for good to the sorrow of my soul. But as for me, when they are sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled myself with fasting and my prayer would return to my own heart. I paced about as though he were my friend or brother. I bowed down heavily as one who mourns for his mother. But in my adversity, they rejoiced and gathered together. Attackers gathered against me, and I did not know it. They tore at me and did not cease. With ungodly mockers at feasts, they gnashed at me with their teeth. Lord, how long will you look on? Rescue me from their destructions, my precious life from the lions. I will give you thanks in the great assembly. I will praise you among many people. Let them not rejoice over me who are wrongfully my enemies. Nor let them wink with the eye who hate me without a cause. For they do not speak peace, but they devise deceitful matters against the quiet ones in the land. They also open their mouth wide against me and say, Aha! Aha! Our eyes have seen it! This you have seen, O Lord. Do not keep silence. O Lord, do not be far from me. Stir up yourself and awake to my vindication to my cause, my God and my Lord. Vindicate me, O Lord, my God, according to your righteousness. and Let them not rejoice over me. And let, let them not say in their hearts, ah, as so we would have it. Let them not say we have swallowed him up. Let them be ashamed and brought to mutual confusion who rejoice at my hurt. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor who exalt themselves against me. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. And my tongue shall speak of your righteousness and of your praise all the day long. As you read through Psalm 35, as you work your way through this cycle of up and down, it becomes clear that David is in a desperate situation. He's in a desperate situation where where people to whom he weeped with, people that he cared for, people that he loved, people that when they were in in, in trouble, he, he put on sackcloth and he mourned for them, and yet in his trouble they have turned on him. He did not see this coming. He thought they were his friends. As you start out, in verses 1 to 8, we see David's first plea, his first lament before the God, for his God. And it starts out with this, Plead my cause, O Lord, with those who strive with me. Plead my cause. There's an accuser, and yet David has a defender. His defender is the Lord God. So plead my cause, O Lord, with those who strive against me. 
Stand as my defense attorney. Defend me, for I am just. There's confidence in David's stance here. He knows. He knows his position before God. He knows the one in who he has his hope. So fight against those who fight against me. And then in verse 2, it it goes up a level. It goes from stand as my defense attorney, stand and defend me, to fight for me. It pictures God putting on armor, shield, and buckler to stand up for my help. God, as he draws a spear to stop those who pursue David. God who says to David, I am your salvation. David here is bringing his request to God. He's saying, my enemies are great. And yet at the same time, deep in his heart, he knows that his God is greater. Let them be put to shame. Those who plot my hurt, let them blow away again. In verse 5 and 6, it's the angel of the Lord who chases them, the angel of the Lord who pursues them, and it's God who is defending David, his servant. It's God who fights for David. Again, without cause, they've hidden their net for me. It's without cause. I am innocent. Fight for me. In fact, not only fight for me, let their net catch them. Turn their plans against them into the very destruction. Let them fall. And in verse 9, he turns. He turns from his request, from his plea before this God in whom he's trusting. He says, my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. All my bones shall say, Lord, who is like you, delivering the poor for him who is too strong for him. My enemies are too strong for me, but my God is stronger. Verses 9 to 10, David's lament turns to David's praise. It's a confident statement here in these two verses. It's a confident statement of of a heart that has a sure foundation. David knows his stance in the Lord. David knows that his hope is not in the strength of his army. It's not in his own cunning. It's in his God. Lord, who is like you, you deliver the very thing that I've been praying for, that you would deliver me. You will deliver me. David knows that his faithful God will come through. So we see David's plea. And then David, in verses 9 and 10, he takes a second to slow down and to praise his God, who he knows is on his side. But then verse 11, he jumps right back into. He brings his second plea. Fierce witnesses rise up. Again, you kind of get the idea of a courtroom. In verse 1, it was plead my cause, stand as my defense attorney. Now, if you have that same courtroom, it's these witnesses are rising up against me. They ask me things that I do not know. I can't answer them. Again here is when we get into the idea where they're answering David evil for good. David has been good to them. He's pleaded for them. He's gone before the Lord for them. And yet they have turned against him. And it leads down to verse 17 where David's heart cries out, Lord, how long will you look on? David is desperate. The confident hope that he had in verses 9 and 10 
is not there in verse 17. Where are you, God? Rescue me. But then verse 18, again, I will give you thanks in the great assembly. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know where you are, and yet I will choose to give you thanks. I will praise you among the people. I will choose to praise even when I don't feel like it, even when I don't see it. I will choose to praise. Here we see David's second plea. And then David's second response. Verse 19. Once again, David jumps right back into it. Let them not rejoice over me who are wrongfully my enemies. Let them not wink with the eye who hate me with a cause, for they do not speak peace. They devise, they're, they're against him. They're sneaking up on him, they're trying to, to catch him. Verse 22. This you have seen, O Lord. I know you see it. Don't keep silent. Don't be far from me. You feel far from me. I don't hear you. Where are you, God? Verse 23, stir up yourself. God, get up. Come to my defense. Where are you? Awake. I mean, this is strong language. Can you imagine praying to God saying, God, don't you see this? Wake up! Vindicate me according to your righteousness. Let them not rejoice over me. Let them not win. Defend me, God. And in verse 27, David's response once again, let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. Now it's not just David responding, it's, it's all of those. All of those who, who rejoice with, to, with his God. Who favor his righteous cause. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. That's a phrase that we're familiar with. We just saw that last week in verse 30 in chapter 34. Verse 3, oh magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Here in, in chapter 35, verse 27, he's invited everyone, everyone who's on his side, everyone who favors his righteous cause, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. The Lord who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant and my tongue shall speak of your righteousness and of your praise all the day long. It's hard to say that when you're in a situation when you don't see the light. You don't see the end. You don't see where it's going. And yet that is the cry of David's heart. Let the Lord be magnified. Let this be the cry of our hearts, regardless of our circumstances. Let the Lord be magnified. Let him be lifted up. And what does that look like in David's life? Verse 28, it looks like him speaking of his righteousness. Of him praising him boldly, publicly. I said 
I love Psalm 35 because it's so applicable. The ups and downs of life. The, the coming to church on Wednesday night and you go home and you're encouraged and you wake up Thursday morning. It's a struggle. But then Thursday afternoon, you, you have a little extra time. You open your Bible. You spend some time with God and you're encouraged again. And Thursday night and Friday morning, again, it's a struggle. And then Friday afternoon, a friend calls and they encourage you in the Lord. And, and you're encouraged again. You, you have that faith. It's not that in the down moments, you, you're not trusting God. It's just that he's harder to see. He's harder to feel. You see, all throughout Psalm 35, in the ups and the downs, in the darkness and the light, in the mountains and in the valleys, it's not God who changes. God is constant. God is faithful. God is good. God loves David through all of this. It's David's emotions. It's David's perspective that is changing. We're emotional creatures. We all struggle. We all have ups and downs. And Psalm 35 reminds us of the need to continually return to the Lord. As our body needs repeated nourishment, so does the soul. We need to constantly return, constantly choose, even when we don't feel like it, to go to the Word, to be fed, to drink deeply of the truths of God, to be encouraged. We need to be reminded day in and day out, sometimes hourly, of who our God is of what he has done for us in Christ, of his faithfulness despite our unfaithfulness. So by way of application, first, bring your requests to the Lord. That's what David does here. When David feels lost, when David, David feels overwhelmed, what does he do? He prays, and he's honest with God. In fact, he uses some very strong language. Wake up, God. Don't you see? He's honest. He pours his heart out before God. And yet he doesn't forget who his God is. He allows that to lead him then into worship. So bring your request to the Lord. Pour out your heart before him, but then rejoice in the Lord. After you bring that request, remember who your God is and choose to rejoice. And then repeat it. And do it again and again and again, day in and day out. That's why you need to be in the Word every single day. Not because God's keeping some list up in heaven where he's checking, all right, he read the Bible today. You need it because you need it. Because you need to be reminded of who your God is and what he's done for you. Secondly, don't just remind yourself, remind others. God works through each one of us. Remind each other who your God is. Don't be scared to take someone aside and say, hey, can I pray for you? 
hey, let's get together this week and let's spend some time in the Word. Let me encourage you. Let the Lord be magnified together. God is the same regardless of our circumstances. Our faithful God does not change. He's the same in the darkness as he is in the light. And so choose to trust. And choose to trust again. And choose to trust again. And choose to trust again day in and day out. Sometimes it's an hourly decision. Sometimes it's even more than that. Choose to trust. Remember who your God is. Don't let your circumstances blind you to the greatness of your God because he does hear you. He will defend you. He will work all things for your good and his glory. And that you can be sure of. He will complete what he has begun in you. Do not be discouraged in the ups or in the downs, but be encouraged day in and day out in the valleys and on the mountaintops. Sometimes it feels like a roller coaster. It's a constant cycle, but choose to trust. That's Psalm 35. I hope that it's been as encouraging to you this evening as it was to me this week as I studied that. Like I said, it's, it's, it's almost funny. I feel like every week I say, I have a new favorite psalm, but it seems that way. Do I have...